I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, you are listening to Sex with Charlie and Nina, season four. We've had quite a season this year, haven't we? We've had quite the season. (laughs) Quite the season indeed. (laughs) Thank God. Yes, so we've been gallivanting around the world. Yeah. Well, you know us. We do get around, don't we? Yes. We do like to put ourselves about a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And since our Amsterdam episode, we've had quite a fair bit of... Yeah. Attention. Yeah. International attention. Yeah. No less. Yeah. Loads of new followers. Yep. Lots of our current listeners have been sharing the Save Us from Saviors episode. Yep. Which is Amsterdam part two. Um, And we are very grateful. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. It might not seem like much to you when you post it, but when we see you posted it, does wonders for our self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for our downloads. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you haven't shared it, share shame. it. Shame on you. Share it now and we might forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got loads of new followers. So I was thinking that anyone that hasn't listened to us or doesn't, hasn't been with us from the start, let's reintroduce ourselves. Yeah. Go on then. Well, in true... Sex with Charlie and Nina fashion, you should go first. (laughs) Do I always go first? Yeah, because it's Charlie. Charlie and Nina. If we started going Nina and Charlie, people would be like, what the fuck is this? Who? Who the fuck is Nina and Charlie? (laughs) Okay, so I'll start then. I'm Charlie. I'm the blonde tall one (laughs) from the photos. Um... Yeah, I don't really know what else to say more than that. That's it. Well. I mean, we often get, we've kind of, I used to be like the fairly miserable one and you used to be the happy, chirpy one. Yeah. Um, But I feel like that is kind of just blended into like one. One single personality. One personality. (laughs) And now we pretty much have the same personality. (laughs) Um, but yes, I'm I'm the miserable one normally. But we did get an email from someone the other day who's listened to us since Two Girls One Shop, and they said his they sent us a story, and they said here's the nice bit. This is for Charlie because she's the one that's believes in love, and here is the cynical bit for Nina, who the one who is the one that is cynical. And, and I thought, hmm, do you know us at all? I, I think that maybe there might have been like a little bit of a transition. Do, I I was like, how dare you? Because you know how I feel about love. Yeah. And 
you know how I feel about love. <laughs> yeah. Which is cynical. But but do you think it's one of those things like um my sister, one of them one of my sisters, um, describes herself all the time as laid back. Susie, I'm talking about. Right. Oh, Susie. Yeah, the really laid back one. <laughs> She's so uptight. Like I don't know anyone who is as uptight as that. Yeah, no, I've never I've never had to wait to go out with someone for a night out that literally won't leave the house if there is a tiny little bump in her hair or a hair out of place. It has to be perfect. Yeah. And you've got nice hair, but it ain't freaking amazing. This is what so I mean. What, there's like, what, there's what's nothing one about, hair out of place. Yeah, there's nothing about her that is laid back or chill. No. Right, she's the absolute... There's not a chill bone in that girl's body. No, not um, one. Luckily, she doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they can say what we I like. don't mind saying, but, yeah, she um, she's so, so uptight. But she describes herself as laid back. And I find that absolutely mental because I just think you... That's either a joke and we're not getting it or mm. you genuinely think that you're laid back but you're delusional. What do you think that is? Yeah, she obviously just doesn't know herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? So maybe mm. I, maybe I am the cynical one. I think I'm all like cheery and loves love, and I feel like I'm like radiating it all the time. But everyone sees me as this fucking miserable love hater. Do you think think that's the case? (laughs) Well, I think maybe maybe people that listen and not watch and just FYI, you can't watch anymore anyway because we're not doing videos with this season because it has been about sex workers mainly, which can't be filmed for their safety and their own personal reasons. Um, but if you listen and don't watch, I wonder if maybe because we're not saying our names to each other a lot, yeah, do people actually know which one we are? Maybe not. Does the person that sent us that email do they think that <laughs> you are the tall blonde one? Maybe. That's weird, Which isn't it? A parallel <laughs> universe where we're, where we're the opposites. Yeah, maybe. This person knows us in real life. Though, yeah, to I be know. Fair, so. <laughs> <laughs> but has he ever addressed us in real life? Oh, no, maybe not. Hmm. Oh. Do you know? <laughs> Did you know that Charlie's the tall blonde one and that is me, the cynical one? Yeah. People do often say, oh, I wasn't sure. Mm. Or they, like, address it to to Charlie or Nina or both. Yeah. Do you think that's to stop them embarrassing themselves by saying they think that we're one or the other? Yeah, maybe. But also I think quite a lot of people that message us on social media rather than email, um, they like... To know who they're talking to? Yeah. And obviously we don't let anyone. We don't let them know. 
No, we write everything <laughs> as we think this yeah. and us and all of those terms to make people like yeah feel on edge, I guess. Yeah. We just yeah, want you to feel that, a bit yeah. on edge when you talk yeah. to us. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. But I always think that they have someone in mind when they write it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, who am I talking to? Well, like Charlie and Nina. Yeah, but which one? It's both of us. Yeah. Which one do you hope it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're doing a tally of who's the most popular Charlie or Nina. <laughs> I would, but my ego cannot take that right now. <laughs> yeah, but if people think that I am the loved one. Oh, God, yeah. What if? And they're asking love questions. They're going, Charlie, I want to talk to Charlie about this. Yeah. When really they don't, they want to talk to you, but they just don't know which one's which. Oh, oh God. God. So which one are you, Nina? I am the short one. The short, chunky one. <laughs> chunky. <laughs> the short, chunky one with um, interchangeable hair, actually. So I often have, like, a different hair flavour. Um, but at the moment I'm, like, ginger and blonde. Mm. But who knows? It's like listening to a new girl every week with me. Yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get. No one even knows which one's which no. anyway. Even if no, you they do don't. Something. No, so, but. Even if they know us in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the short one. I'm the short one with the piercings, I think, is probably the oh, most, yeah. like, easiest way to tell us apart. Yeah. I'm the one that looks like an angel. Yes. You're the one that looks like. A demon. A, a, sent yeah. straight from hell. <laughs> alternative yeah 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 maybe that's why maybe yeah maybe they just assume because i'm a bit like harsher looking that they think i'm the one yeah you look scary yeah because of the piercings and the yeah tattoos and the i'm like an armadillo like crunchy on the outside (laughs) soft on the inside Yeah, yeah. So that's us, and we actually met working in a sex shop, didn't we? Yeah, became firm friends for life. Yes, we worked in said sex shop for almost fifteen years. Yeah, um, and that's how we got into podcasting. Yeah, which is weird to say that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's how we got into podcasting. So we had the great, great grandmother fucker of podcasting, Stuart <laughs> Whiffin, approach us. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Down say, an alleyway. You you gals look like you're in it for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd hate this. He'd hate this. Um, yeah, and he said, we were talking to him about... Well, every time we spoke to him at the brush, it was like, oh, this happened, that happened. And yeah. he's like, I cannot believe this. Is this real? Yeah. You need to make a podcast. I think he thought we were just drunk. And we were just drunk. That is true. But also the stories were true. And I think he thought that they wouldn't be as mental when we were sober. But they were actually worse because we can remember more things. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we did that. We recorded four seasons of a podcast. Go and check it out. It's really funny. Called Two Girls, One Shop. And each episode we talk about one of the mad, crazy stories and things that would happen to us pretty much on a daily basis. Like I don't know if a day went by. There's no respite from here. I don't think I ever had a day there where something fucking weird didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're like 9.30 on a Monday morning. (laughs) Someone walks in and asks for (laughs) hoo Which, once we said no, because we like to act like we know all the things, we Googled it and it's a human meat substitute. So this is like 9.30am on a Monday morning. You just think like... You just think, fucking give me a break. Pop out and get some bacon or something, mate. Like, just, like, what are you getting out of bed that early for? To come in and ask for that? To escape his cannibal girlfriend as we... Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we wanted to try and find him afterwards and help him. You stay in bed, darling. I'm just going (laughs) to pop down the shop. <laughs> Run! <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he wanted the hufu for. Like he, you said have a bacon sandwich. <laughs> maybe he wanted a hufu sandwich. <laughs> oh my god, maybe. Fucking <laughs> hell! Uh, you just think, oh my god, come on now. Yeah. So what that's this. Yeah, it's literally, and that's one of the lighter stories. Yeah. So it's it's educational. Yeah. It's funny, and shocking. Yeah, and what was the other word that we used to describe it? Harrowing. 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 Harrowingly yeah. funny. Harrowingly funny, yeah. You're laughing because it's so terrible, but also you probably shouldn't be laughing because it's so terrible. Yeah, and we recorded that with Stu, yeah. um, who was great because he was asking all the questions that someone that doesn't work in that environment would ask because we quite happily skipped through certain details because to us it's normal yeah for you know someone to walk in with a gypsy skirt or walk in with tracksuit bottom then walk out in a gypsy skirt yeah like that's that's by the by yeah casual casual as anything um yeah, so he was great on that. Yeah. So that's on Stu's network. Yeah. Um, two Girls, One Shop. Go and have a little listen. Yeah. And then we decided to hang up our microphones and and stop because we were like, we're done with that now. Yeah, we but, told all the best stories. Yeah, had our little dalliance with, with podcasting fame. Yeah, and of course... We got made redundant. The shop shut yeah. down. Yeah. So it sort of. Yeah. Everything just stopped. Yeah. We, we ran just, out of stories. We ran out of stories. Yeah. Well, we told all the best stories. Yeah. Well, there were stories we couldn't tell because they were criminal yeah. stories. Um, I mean, that wouldn't have stopped us, but Stu said, that's not funny. <laughs> None of them were funny. That's the thing. Looking back, we're telling the story. Stu's asking us questions. We're like, oh, yeah, that's oh, actually, this yeah. isn't actually that funny, is it? This is just. Yeah, someone died. So, yeah, I don't know why we're laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's traumatic. Yeah. yeah. It's really traumatic. So we thought we were done, didn't we? But then what happened when we told people we were done? 
well, we started getting queues outside of houses. Yeah. And people with those little picket signs <laughs> going, we want more Charlie and Nina. Yeah. We want more Charlie and Nina. And we had to start a yeah. new podcast. Yeah. We heard what you wanted and we've given it to you. So, yeah, this is Sex with Charlie and Nina. Yeah. This is. And it's is kind of a bit different from Two Girls, One Shop because we're not in the shop anymore. But we're still talking about sex and people. And people. That's it. Full stop. Um, and we've been asking questions, haven't we, to to a plethora of, of guests, loads of different guests. And um, they've been answering our little random questions, which has been really shocking and funny. And I feel like we know all of them very intimately now. Yeah. So yeah, check so check all those out. It's all in the back catalogue. Yeah. Get on the website. Yeah. It's all on there. It's all all the social media is all on there. All of the links to all of the podcast episodes are on there. Yeah. Um and that is charlieandnina.com. It is. So we're proper professional now and we have an email address. So, yeah. you know, look out. Yeah, and if you want to take your chances, it can either be Charlie at hello, is it? No. Or hello at Charlie. Hello at Charlie. No. No. Hello, Charlie at, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's gone blank. It's hello at charlienina.com. Yes. But if you want to message me. Yeah. The, I don't know which one I am. <laughs> it's charlie at charlienina.com. Oh. Okay. Or if you want to message Nina. It's Nina at charlieandnina.com. There you go. There's no hellos. There's no hellos, sorry. You can say hello. Please say hello, especially if it's like a random dick pic. At least like... Be polite. Be polite. Um, And also, if you are the person that keeps emailing us about his girlfriend's belly button, please can you stop? Because... (laughs) This guy! (laughs) It's too niche. It's too niche. Our Stu actually yeah. it did actually it did actually come out in one of our episodes that Stu had a belly button fetish yeah. well, as well. So we had our suspicions that it was actually Stu messaging because <laughs> at first we thought it was a joke. It's not a joke. No, it's not because it's a very very long detailed email and no one would take that much time out of their lives writing a joke. No, it's it's and please stop and it keeps. <laughs> He emailed again the other day. Oh. Same kind of thing, a long email. I just can't, just, I'm, I'm no, mate. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. It's a lot. And he also told us to do an episode about it and I, I yeah. don't tell me what to do. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, we don't mind doing an episode on people but we won't be told to if it's genuine problem but this email is freaking mad it's mad shall i read some of it yeah why don't you read some of it read a little bit of it see what people think shall we do um an episode on this person kind of like a this is your life do you remember those that this is your life program where they have like that red book and they come out the guy came out and was like this is your primary school teacher Mm. Maybe we should delve into this character, do a bit of groundwork. 
Okay, so shall I read? I'll read the first email. Um, I won't read it all. I'll read it until I get bored because it's really long. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's quite repetitive. Okay, yeah. so hello, girls. Me and my partner slash fiance slash future wife need your advice slash help slash tips slash ideas slash opinions slash thoughts <laughs> slash feedback. <laughs> we expecting a baby together soon. We hoping to have a baby soon. First, we expecting then hopefully a daughter soon as well. So basically, okay. I'm wanting, <laughs> so basically I'm wanting to know what the best ways to engage slash bond slash love my partner slash fiance slash future wife, belly slash pierced any belly button during her pregnancy. Should I be kissing her belly or singing to it or blowing raspberries all over it, including on the belly button itself? Also, do you girls recommend her to keep her belly button piercing slash belly bar slash ring in her belly slash belly button? <laughs> because it's just not normal. Because it's just a normal belly piercing slash belly bar slash ring she got from the piercing shop it's nothing like a pregnancy one like at all or do you recommend me or her to take it out or should she get a proper pregnancy belly bar slash ring that can safely be worn that can safely move slash stretch and it goes on and on and on slash 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 and on and then at the end it says if i could stay anonymous as well that would be great Okay. I'm sorry, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. We are not medical professionals, for one. Um, We're not professionals in anything, (laughs) apart from our chosen careers. We have nothing to do with that. And one of the best advices, really, we can give anyone is to communicate with your partner because what my... Because we can't give advice. No. Because of people like different things. Yeah, ask her what she wants. Yeah. If she, if every time you go to like fuck her belly button and she goes no, then it's no, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking but so hell, what mate. do you want me, what do you want me to do to your belly yeah. button then? Yeah. I mean, if it was me. Like, oh yeah, blow raspberries on it. And she's like, hates it. Yeah. Well, if it was me, I'd say leave my belly button alone. Yeah, one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then asking us for like the I, I believe that the email mentions like how do I like interact with a newborn baby, isn't it, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and I just what like you just crossing lines, and then. There was about another, like, four emails that come through and then, like, a week or so later, like, another two. So we're not doing an episode on belly button fetishes. No. It's too niche. Yeah. And I don't know and I don't want to delve into that. No. We're not here for for you. Yeah. This is free content. <laughs> you don't pay us. <laughs> And if we don't want to do it, yeah, we don't have to. So, sorry, Stuart, no. <laughs> I just, there must be so much, like, out there. Because you can type in anything and there will be, like, fan fiction or, um, like, porn surrounding that particular thing. Like, there's yeah. so many things. But I think what I have found with us 
especially when we were in the shop, people like you to repeat the things that they're saying back to you. That's part of like the thrill. Mm. They want to say, should I buy, what was that guy that was like, um, I want to buy a suspender belt for my sister. Mm. And you, he, he, I'm sure, just wanted you to repeat back that he was buying lingerie for his sister. That was his kink, I think. Yeah, I don't know what, I. yeah. It was so repetitive. Yeah. It was like two or three times a week he'd phone. Yeah. Wouldn't he? And then ask to have it put yeah. aside. And I just... Yeah. I, I don't know what that was all about. It was just the process of it, I think, that he was getting off on. Yeah, but after, like, ten years of doing that every yeah. freaking... Yeah. Like, two or three times a week, you think, think he'd get bored of it. I think that's when it becomes a problem. I think if you've got, like, a sexual fixation on something and it's getting out of hand to the point where you're ringing up public places or, in this guy's case, emailing people and entering them into your fetish without them knowing, because that's the thing... Like, we're not willing participants in that, but you're kind of forcing it on us. I think probably see like, uh, like a sex therapist or yes, yeah, go and see Tana, Tana Hassan. Yeah, go and see Tana Hassan because I think if you are forcing those things onto people unwillingly, there's an issue there. Agreed. But go and see Tana Hassan anyway. Because yeah, see him anyway. He's an absolute diamond. Yeah. I think I might start seeing him myself. Yeah, you me know, Because <laughs> just enjoy him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy him too. Don't need a little bit of that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we will. We'll pay him. We'll pay him by the hour to talk to us. Yeah, we do need some therapy after all those emails about belly buttons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was going to cure me of my my uh, my worm ailment, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I forgot about that. I'm going to hit him up about that. Yeah, we'll hit him up anyway. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't joking about the therapy thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was real. <laughs> um, yeah. So now we're gallivanting around Amsterdam, yeah. doing some good work. Yeah, helping people. Trying to do our little bit. And just changing people's minds. Like we did, um, after the Amsterdam episode, we did have a lot of feedback from listeners that said it was a really great episode and it changed their point of view. Yeah. Um, Even people that felt like they supported sex work already. Yeah. Just giving them that extra bit of information to back up their support. Like why do they support... Sex work. And do they support sex work? Yeah. Um, But go back and listen to the episode anyway. Um, We got a little bit of feedback that I'm going to read out from Foxy Noxy, I like to call. Her name's Kirsten. (laughs) Um, And she said that she really enjoyed the episode. It was interesting and enlightening. Holland and Amsterdam are clearly still leaps and bounds ahead of how we deal with sex work in the UK, which I agree with. It's definitely more like forward thinking and, you know, it's legalised there. Yeah. At the least, at the least it's legalised, isn't it? So. Yes. But I was 
surprised to hear that there is still quite a lot of discrimination for it, like not being able to register it for a home business, etc. And I think that's what we pretty much came away thinking yeah. as well, wasn't it? We yeah. were quite surprised that it wasn't as normal yeah. to do sex work as what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, I can't remember if we mentioned actually in that episode, but Charlotte was saying to us that the like they have independent auditors that come round and count the amount of condoms that you have so that you're not um I don't know banging more people than you say you are like you would have a, a, a shop you'd go and have a stock take but they are they kind of come round and be like right well you've got 100 condoms so you're only going to have sex with 100 people kind of deal yeah which shocked me yeah it's such an invasion of what you're trying to do and really one condom doesn't equal one sex act no because I don't know if anyone has tried to use condoms I have a few (laughs) times and I have most of the time that I try and use a condom it is I need to use three it's a fiasco isn't it (laughs) I'm just not used to it yeah and yes, they may be more skilled at it, but still things break. Yeah. And sometimes you open a condom and it's not yeah. put together right. Yeah. Sometimes it's not big enough and you have to get a different size. Yeah. Etc. There's loads of Yeah, there's loads of ways. There's loads that of was reasons just another why. way that they were controlling, like sticking their oar in. And like she said, um, that wouldn't happen anywhere else in any other job people just show up randomly and be like how many have you got mm. so yeah it needs to be dealt with in a different way doesn't it and yeah. less like invasive yeah. because really like wh- why are you auditing a sex worker that's mad yeah like a red light district yeah. one that's in a, a window yeah and not all sex acts involve actual sex like penetrative sex so you they might think they want one thing and then you might get condom out and then they go oh no I don't want that or it might be something that like how how are they auditing that when someone goes to a sex worker and doesn't want penetrative sex because they could just be taking that money and putting it away because they haven't used a condom yeah just so fucking let them everyone fucking, fucking does it. Let them have it, mate. <laughs> just let them have the fucking Little 20 euros. Fucking, or 50 euros. Yeah. But they're still paying tax and everything else. So just fucking yeah. fuck off. Just fuck off. Fuck off, just mate. Fucking stop getting up in people's grill. Yeah. Everyone. Yes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they've got to pay the tax and you know what the tax man is like. <laughs> <laughs> the tax man. <laughs> This is the richest man in London. That was so cute. We went to a restaurant the other day. There was someone in there that was waiting tables. Um, And one of the people he was serving asked him if he got to keep all of his tips because they were going to put a tip on his bill. And he said, no, the tax man takes 50% of our tips. Which is bullshit, for starters. So someone's told this kid. 
Yeah. But he's this... only allowed 50% of his tips, which is fucking outrageous. It was horrible. Yeah. So his boss is obviously skimming 50% of all of his <laughs> yeah. employees' tips. Um, and then he started talking about the tax man <laughs> and how he's the richest man in London. Yeah. And you have to give him like part of your wages. Yeah. And it was just cute. It was the description of this. He was, he thought he was a, like very literally a man. Yeah. Just one man. Just a man, yeah. With just a shit ton of money, like Scrooge McDuck, just jumping in to yeah. a fucking shed load of coins. You just have to give him the money. Yeah. Just him. And no questions asked. No, like, just yeah. why? But yes, obviously this poor employee had been spun a load of lies by his employment <sighs> yeah. people. Um, and this restaurant actually that is that you go there for the ribs and the chicken. When we got there, a sign <laughs> on the door that said they don't have any ribs or chicken at the moment. Yeah, sorry for any inconvenience. <laughs> I just thought, so like, right, is okay. That, <laughs> but it's just another situation, isn't it? Of it us was, leaving it the was house. It's just another thing. Yeah, and. We were served by like five different people and it was just a really weird experience. Yeah. It was the quietest restaurant I think I've ever been in. Yeah. But it, for some reason it was we were served by five different people, including the chef <laughs> who bought our That was my favourite. Who, who bought my, two of our meals out. Yeah. Mine was delivered by one guy. Yeah. Yeah, random. Anyway. We anyway. digress. Anyway, that's for another time. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we just generally got feedback like that. Yeah, really nice stuff, yeah. Lots of people loved it. So that was really good. So thank you, everyone. And the when you listen to the episode, if you want to donate to the Prostitution Information Centre, yeah. um, you can go to their website um, and the link is in the description of the episode. Yeah. Um, and you can donate and you can read what other work they do or you can follow them on Twitter and help them by retweeting their stuff. Yeah. Um, but they're doing lots of things to help. Yeah, they, they're helping a lot vulnerable of people. people, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, do it. Go, go and listen and go and have a little learn of some things. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Should we get on with the episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was this I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> Half an hour intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this week. <laughs> what have we got to say What's this week? What's in the news this week? <laughs> What's in the news this week? We've got quite a week of news, but something did pique my interest. And it was about Carol Vorderman. Um, tell us about Carol Vorderman, Nina. I will. I'll tell you all about Carol Vorderman. Um, well, she was the woman who. Are you okay? I've <laughs> 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 just bit my tongue. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Get on with it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Ignore Carol. pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was being filmed. I wasn't even talking. And I bit my tongue. What? Right, Carol Vorderman was from Countdown. Yeah. From Countdown. Uh, gives a vow, Carol. Um, anyway, so she's had like a glow up in recent years. She was like, I mean, she's always been attractive, but I mean, 
I don't know what surgery she's had or what she's been doing, but whatever she's been doing, it's suiting her because she is 62. Yeah. And I cannot with that. So I'll have whatever she's having. Very literally, because <laughs> Carol Vorderman has told everyone um, that she's got five lovers, like at one time. Okay. So she doesn't really believe in um, having just one boyfriend. And I think that's a really interesting thing to admit as a woman, full stop, and as a woman of her age, because she's been getting some real fucking flack off it from women. Obviously. Yeah. Women of a certain age. Women of a certain age who don't want anyone else to have a nice fucking time. Yeah. That just have resentment against attractive women. Yes. For no reason. Yeah. So they don't like her already because she's attractive and then she has the audacity to have a good sex life. Yeah. Women of a certain age. I'm not saying all of them. But in general, we've had lots of experience. We're very um, we're very feminist, aren't we? Yeah. So we're very much in support of other women. Yeah. But there are women of a certain age that just are not on that gravy train with us at all. And they would do anything. Yeah. To tear to us down. Tear us down. Yeah. And I have said this before. I don't know whether I've said it on the podcast, but it is like our parents' generation of women that seem to be the most opposed to other women and I feel like it's women of our age don't feel like other women are competition and you know that you don't get ahead by stepping on the heads of other women but the women of our parents generation do very much feel like it's a constant battle and they are in competition with each other yeah which I find I really hate that um, well, it's a construct of the patriarchy, isn't it? It is. If women yeah. are fighting other women, then the men ain't got to do it. If we're keeping yeah. each other down, yes. then that makes it easier for the lazy men who can't even keep us in check. They have to get the women <laughs> to keep the women in check. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Yeah. So stop. If you're one of those people that walk past someone that you think is more attractive than you or that is younger than you, just Love them for that. Or just having a nice time. Just love, just love yeah. other women and Enjoy just be it. together. It, it will change the world. Yeah, it will change the world. Women can be in power and do things. Yeah, if there aren't other We've, women yeah. saying no, stop it. Yeah, we're we're a force. Me, me and the other men don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm different to all the other women. Ugh. Kill me. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. yes, women of a certain age are against Carol Vorderman that have got a problem with them. And I'm sure there are plenty of men as well that are against Carol Vorderman that don't like what she's doing. Well, yes, they don't like that she's got multiple partners. I think they're less inclined to complain because they might like to be one of the partners. Mm. But publicly, they might want to complain just to make sure other women don't have the same free mindset to be able to do and fuck who they want. Yes, it's it's always weird to me, like this notion that I would have, like, the luxury of having an opinion on someone else's life that I don't know. I just find that absolutely mad. Like, why would I have an opinion on Carol Vorderman's sex life? Well, negative opinion. Yeah, exactly. Have have your opinions, but keep them yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Or if it's a nice opinion, share it. Yeah. All I thought when I read that was like, go on, girl, 
Yeah. If you just want to spin hay, then shut. Yeah. And no one is getting hurt. So it's called consensual yeah. non-monogamy. So why would you not? Why would you have a problem with it? Yeah. So these other guys are quite happy to be one of five of Carol Waterman's lovers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's good. lots of people that would love to be in that little yeah. circle. And if you're not chill, you're out. She's like, everyone knows where they stand. No one's getting hurt. No one else is in relationships, which is by the by, because even if they were in relationships, they could also be in a situation where their relationship was open. So it's neither here nor there. Um, but I feel like she said that to, I don't know, buffer it a bit because other people might be like, well, I bet their wives don't know or their girlfriends don't know. Because that just give them another thing to say she shouldn't be doing it. But everyone is single. Everyone knows the drill. No one's getting hurt. No one's getting hurt. It's the best case scenario, I think. I don't know. I love the idea of monogamy. Love it. Can't relate to it because no one wants to be monogamous with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. They all want to be monogamous, with they? They can't tie me down. Slice. <laughs> yeah, they all want to slice. Well, just none of them are good enough, though, are they? You just got to wait for the the one that you want to be monogamous with. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm very much like just waiting for that mm. that thing. But I love the idea of having different people for different things because you can't. I mean, there might be a man out there who's got all the things. I don't know him, mm. but. Wouldn't it be great? Because in past relationships, I've like dragged boyfriends to places they don't want to be and they will they will um, make it known. Mm. You know, when you see a man outside a shop with his arm closed, like arms folded, fucking fuming that he's even got to be there. Be there. Mm. I mean, most of them were just fuming with my existence, but I would rather go somewhere with someone who wants to be there than go somewhere with someone who doesn't. Yeah. So imagine having one who wants to go and do the same things as you do and then one for something else that the other yeah. one doesn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I completely like polyamory sounds completely logical yeah. to me. Like you're, you can get all your needs met yeah. if you do that. Yeah. And I think that that could be the basis of a lasting relationship. Yeah. For some people. Yeah, for some people. It's not for everyone. And I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of it. But I think in relationships that I've been in, if you're not putting like a label on it and you're not their girlfriend, they start getting all like weird. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I don't think those people would ever be capable of an open relationship. Yeah, no. No, definitely not. So it takes a certain type of people, I guess. Yeah, and I completely agree with it. I don't think I'm that type of person. I'm a very intimate person and I need intimacy in a relationship for me to have a nice time in that relationship and without that for me I can't like it gets to a certain point and then I'm like this isn't working for me anymore I'm not having a good time and it normally happens fairly quickly like I've had I haven't had multiple relationships with people, but I've had more casual relationships with people yeah. where there hasn't been that. Yeah. And it doesn't last. No. It doesn't last. It makes sense in my head to keep that person strung along and then, well, not strung along because <laughs> yeah. they, they would agree. Like if you were openly a polyamorous person, yeah. you would obviously have that discussion with them. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, it's at these times, it felt like I was stringing that person along because I just wasn't interested yeah. in any kind of like proper, serious, monogamous relationship yeah. with, no future in it. with them because yeah. it just wasn't giving me what I needed. Yeah. So, but I do understand the concept of different people for different things interests that you might have because that makes sense but luckily for me yeah I have a friend which is you (laughs) by the way (laughs) that likes to do a lot of the same things with me like activities and interests yeah so it I think that's what I think that's what makes it hard to date us but it should make it easier to date us because can you imagine being a person who dates us and they're like, I couldn't think of anything fucking worse than going to a gallery or antique centre, antique centre, which we fucking love, um, which we would then, go to every day yeah, if we could, and or then if- just being able to just palm them off on someone who wants to do that. Yeah, I'd be like, ah, this is the life. Yeah. And you literally just get your dinner cooked at the yeah. end of the day and sex. Like, yeah. What do you want if, from us? If what that's what do you, you want? <laughs> they're not even happy with that. They're not even happy with it because then they get jealous of us together. Yeah, that's the thing. They want us all to themselves in a little yeah. fucking box. No one else can look at you. Yeah. Get in there. Get in there. Under the bushel. And live for me. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't even want that, but though, do they? Because they, they don't, don't want, want us around them all the They time. don't want that either. They do not want that either. They just... There's a lot of very insecure men... Yeah. ...that need to work on their insecurities. Yeah. And then you might be able to get, to date, a really decent, easy, chilled woman like us. Yeah. Do you think it's because what? it's us... And not just you or just me. I think we're absolutely repulsive, but in our own heads, we're not. <laughs> yes, the problem is no one can handle us when actually everyone's like, fucking stay no away one. from those mental bitches. <laughs> no one wants us. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what I do think. It's crossed my mind a lot. It's crossed my mind a lot. <laughs> no, but I do generally think it's like insecure men that, you yeah. know, like I've been out with so many people who love like the sense of humour that yeah. we have and they're laughing and they love it. Yeah. And then once they realise that that is what everyone gets, yeah, they hate it. Yeah. And they, they suddenly w- you're just like, oh, I don't like the fact that you're funny and I don't like the fact that, you know, other people are looking at you and that you're giving this, your personality and yourself to other people. Yeah. They just want it for themselves. It's just, but it's yeah. just insecurity, But then they just don't it? even want it afterwards either, do they? They don't want it all the time. No. They don't want it all the time. Like I said, I've said it so many times, it's great until someone hates you and then everything you do is fucking annoying, isn't it? Yeah. So the lulls are fine while you're happy, but it's not funny when you're really fucking fuming. Yeah. Sorry, mate, we can't switch this off. This is it. <laughs> so that's monogamous relationships <laughs> and polyamorous relationships are weird. So for yeah. me, if I was polyamorous, I think where do you find the time to nurture five relationships with five men and where do you find five men or one man yeah (laughs) yeah that is like that way minded because I've never met a man that I've suggested quite a lot at the start of a few relationships or dates about polyamory yeah or spoken about it and it's been very clear that it's a no yeah no, I'm not sharing you with anyone. Well, the only way that I've got away with it is when they don't know about <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously that's not ethical. Uh, <laughs> but it would be nice to just be like, this is the deal. And if you want it, have it. And if you don't want it, that's cool because someone else will have it. But the work you go through to like how many dates and oh, stuff yeah, you've got you got really weed them out and yeah yeah like that's a lot yeah. of work and that for me is where yeah. I don't understand Carol Vorderman yeah like where have you got the time or the like motivation because I'm quite sure for me after like I mean I was on the dating scene on like Tinder dating where you used yeah. to go on a different date every week yeah. or maybe you might go on like two dates with the same person yeah, or sometimes three. Yeah. But it would be in general like a run of people, wouldn't it? For maybe yeah. like, I think I was doing that for maybe a year or so. Yeah. Because I was very much like this is hell this yeah. I'm done this is awful I can't keep putting effort yeah. into people I can't keep saying the same thing over and over yeah. again like I've got two sisters and two brothers yeah and this is what I do for a job yeah I like fucking kill me yeah yeah it was it's a lot isn't it it's a lot of effort I suppose once these relationships are established then there's not much that goes into it yeah it's, uh, the, it's the establishing the, yeah. and the nurturing of the seed yeah yeah, it's the seed that's the problem. Yeah, but once it's a seedling, <laughs> yes. it pretty much can fight for itself. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. But I I hate the idea of assigning any amount of time <laughs> to 
to like a person because I, I hate that obligation. Mm. So I'd hate it to be like, oh, Monday, man. Now I know I, I want to do something else on Monday, but I've got Monday, man, who always wants to see me on a Monday. Oh, God. Well, well like, like, do you remember? Yeah. Thursday's my day. Yeah. What? Thursdays ain't your fucking day, son. Yeah. I've experienced and, mine. <laughs> I've experienced men that think they own a certain day of the week of mine. Yeah. And that time is for them. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I can't I wouldn't be able to do that. And it would feel like an obligation. Then I'd get bored and just be like, no, I can't do this. It would turn into like a tedious routine. It's just too many. Maybe yeah. like maybe like two men. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it would be nice to Not be like, five. you know, when you just like want something different. Like no one wants to eat like the same thing every night for dinner. So sometimes you fancy something else. So you could just be like, oh, I'm going to ring up man number four. Yeah, but what if they don't come? What if they're busy? Is well, that rejection as well from yeah. five different men? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is a numbers game? One of them's going to be free. But, but then I'd lose. I, then I'd lose respect for the one that was free. <laughs> yeah, like there's so. It's just so. Yeah. It's just so complicated. And is there like one that comes to like family things that is like your Ew, public no. boyfriend that comes with you to? No, like, I don't think so. I don't. Not that's not what it sounded like. What it just sounded like dates and yeah, just having a nice time hookups. Yeah. You don't need five different men, Carol, for that. It's just too much work for yourself. Have, but, have two, maybe three, as it seems like you obviously don't have the commitment of a boyfriend or she doesn't have children either, does she? Or maybe they're older. Oh, yeah, I think she's got older children. Yeah, so you ain't got to deal with, like, children. Yeah, it's easier when you haven't got to deal with children. Yeah. Like, I could probably have five boyfriends five. if I didn't have any kid around. No, it's too many. It is too many. Five is too many for me. Three, maybe. And are they all called Steve as well? Because if they've all got different names, you've got to make sure you're calling the right person the right name. Mm. But then that adds extra work to try and find. Yeah, if you can only date these, people called Steve. Yeah, these unicorns. Um, anyway, and they've all got to also have the same name. But, but they, she's really smart, so maybe that's how she can get away with maybe it. Maybe that, yeah. She's like super. She's very good with duper. numbers as well, so she can juggle like time. She's probably got a really good rotor going on. Yeah. That's probably, I imagine her life isn't like our lives, where it's just a fucking circus all the time. Yeah. Hers is very regimented, I would have thought. Yeah. Everyone thinks five is too much, but not for Carol Vorderman. No, because she knows numbers. Mm. Maybe it's exactly the right amount. Maybe she's done the maths. Yeah. She's done the maths. Five is the exact right amount. You'd trust Carol Vorderman on maths, wouldn't you? So oh, yeah. I'm not questioning her ability with numbers. So, actually, Carol Vorderman, you're right. I don't even need to see it worked out on the board. Yeah. You're right. You're correct. Everything she does is correct. Yeah. Do you think she plays the countdown clock? Like, <laughs> and when it's time for them to leave and the next one to come. Maybe. Maybe she has them all five come into her house in one night and she just sets the time as it's going. 
Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> I love I love this idea. It might be. Yeah. So she's a numbers person. She is. She's she probably worked out exactly how long it takes. Yeah. Each one to make her come. Yeah. You're really fast at it. Yeah. So we can squeeze you in between yeah. Steve and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not questioning it. I'm not questioning it at all. She's right. She's right. It. We're wrong. We I just we can't do the the maths. Well, I definitely can't do the maths. But obviously I don't even know where to begin calculating yeah. that. I'd have to meet them all. Yeah. If you start getting people, I'll happily sit with you and help you do some kind of maths okay. with it. Yeah. But I'm not doing the work of finding the people. That's you. That's on you. <sighs> Nina at charlienina.com. <laughs> yeah. Auditions. Oh, do my like God. Yeah. CV. Oh, God. A CV. Then a telephone interview. <laughs> And then a face-to-face interview. And then a group interview. <laughs> yeah. See how you cope under pressure. See, see how you cope in a room with four other men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thought. It's a, yeah. it's a great thought and I love it and I'd like to know more. So maybe we should message Carol Vorderman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's message Carol Vorderman and see if we can get her on. Yeah. Because we, we need a guest for next week's episode. <laughs> Carol, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, she does listen. She loves yeah. this. Um, yeah, because I, I need to know more about this. Yeah. And if not Carol, if you have any kind of insight into polyamory. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear. I want to know the ins and outs. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know about that. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so yeah, that's what was in the news this week. But also, you you saw something in the news, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, there's not much discussion to be had on this, but I thought we should give him a little shout out. Yeah. And that is Diego, the sex mad tortoise, who <laughs> <laughs> is a native giant tortoise from the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. Who was part of the program to repopulate um, the giant tortoise. Um, Because they actually, I think they got down to something like, I was reading there was like eight females and like 17 males left in the world. Yeah, that was in the 60s. So. They got wiped out fairly quickly as soon as we went over and started fucking eating them and like whatever it was we we humans were doing to them. Yeah, um, I hope that they were like eating them and then wearing the shell because that's waste if not because oh. that's what I think of every time I look at them. I just want to get in that shell. Yeah, not that I'd kill one and eat one. I wouldn't, but if you could be a real life ninja turtle, you definitely would, wouldn't you? Ah. Oh. Oh. I, can't, I can't even think about that. It makes me sad. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So, Diego was taken. He was taken from. They actually don't know the origins of Diego and when he came over, but he was actually already in the San Diego Zoo, which is why he's called Diego. Oh. 
Um, so in the 60s, they took him from the zoo, where which was the zoo that took him from originally from the Galapagos Islands yeah. with no... Um, no one knows when or how old he was or really yeah. anything. I mean, then. I suppose back in the day there were no regulations, so you could just pop over and take one, couldn't you? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. And you're not going to not? Oh, yeah, no. If you thought you could get away with nicking a giant tortoise. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah. A bit shellfish though, isn't it? Ha, 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 yeah, so he went over with the repopulation program and he fathered like 40% of all of the children that were born because he was just sex mad. He, he didn't need any encouraging to mount one of the females. And he, he was doing it, well, it's, like I said, it started in the 60s. He's just been, he's just retired and gone back <laughs> to the Galapagos Islands. So that's eight years that's mad, like, isn't like it? fucking every day. Can you imagine him just like pottering around San Diego a bit bored? I don't really know what tortoises do. I imagine they just walk around. Um, and then them taking him there and just being like, fuck whoever you want. It'd be like best, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, compared to the other males, because there were other males, because there was another yeah. 60% and that was over the course of maybe like 20 other males. Why weren't they bothered? Well, they, they, 20 of them collectively fathered 60%. Okay. But then... But he fathered 40% on his own. <laughs> which, I mean, round of applause. And there is a picture that accompanies this, which we will share because he yeah. literally looks sex mad in yeah. this photo of his face. face. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say happy retirement, Diego. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy well, the rest well, of your days well. back in your homeland. <laughs> Do you think there's still life in the old dog yet? Yeah. Even even though he's not required to, he's still like, go on then. <laughs> he had to crowbar him off. <laughs> to get him back on the boat to go over. Pandas pandas are really like lazy lovers, aren't they? Yeah, there was that, um, yeah, because they're Panda endangered, shortage. aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And there was that, um, I think they did it in London Zoo, didn't they? There yeah. was like a sort of thing where they wanted to try and repopulate the pandas. Yeah. Um, and they just weren't they'd they started off by having like one baby a year or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe like one every couple of years. And then they were just like, nah. And for like decades they wouldn't reproduce. Yeah. But I think that's largely because they're in captivity. That's yeah. what the scientists were saying. Yeah. That makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. They're just like, but no, not, not you. Yeah, not while everyone's watching. Well, yeah, fair. Would it's you fair. want to reproduce whilst there were people staring at you from behind glass? Some people do. <laughs> yes. So. Yes, that is true. You know, they're obviously just very private. Yeah. Very private pandas. Which is fine. Yeah. Leave them alone. They don't want to have children. You should respect that decision. Yeah, so stop panda right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's their panda rights. Yeah. So that's animals. <laughs> um, also, I did see in the news, and I'm, I mean, it's old news now, um, 
But I was reading about Prince Harry's oscillating penis. What? Yes. Did you not hear this? He's got a penis that spins around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I haven't heard about this. <laughs> His penis spins. <laughs> well, this is what I thought. Right. So he's narrated his own book. But yes, I'm aware of the. I'm aware of the book. I don't have any any interest in it. No, out no, of pure and utter. What's the word? Like stubbornness. Like <laughs> because I do like a biography. I do love an autobiography. Yeah, and I do like to read. But I think out of pure and utter, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, because everyone else is talking about it. Stubbornness that I have not clicked on any story links so please tell me because now I'm, now I want to read well, now, you <laughs> now that I know this penis spins yeah. around maybe yeah. I understand why Meghan Markle wanted a slice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well we had like an oscillating toy didn't we at the shop mm-hmm. and so that was what came straight into my uh, head so um basically he <laughs> The, the, the clip that I heard was weird anyway um, because when his penis was oscillating, I can't actually remember uh, why. Um, oh, extreme cold. That's why. So he kind of got frostbite on his penis. So he felt like his penis was oscillating. So I don't think it literally does, which is a shame because... I mean, it's something to talk about, isn't it? And then he um, asked a friend what he could do for it. And they recommended um, Elizabeth Arden lip cream. (laughs) Uh, Which, posh people, come on, right? Surely a bit of Vaseline is the same thing. They don't use Vaseline. They use Elizabeth Arden lip cream. Um, But he said that it... Whilst he was rubbing it into his penis, it reminded him of his mum. Okay. <laughs> because, because she used to use Elizabeth Arden cream. Who who was it that recommended that he use Elizabeth Arden cream? <laughs> Just like a, a friend. Um, a friend. A friend did. Hmm. Uh, it just says a friend. So... Yeah, he he kind of didn't want to use it at first because he said his mum used it on his lips. But as he was doing it, he he was like transported back to a time when his mother was alive. Anyway, obviously, Elizabeth Arden has done well out of this. Well, yeah, I was going to say it sounds a bit like product placement to me because Elizabeth Arden lip cream. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe, no. but you've got to get you you've got to get your money where you can these days. No. <laughs> so, yes, that was uh, in the news. His oscillating penis, and also about him losing his virginity to a woman, an older woman. He said, in a field behind a pub at seventeen. And what struck I I, I was like yeah. Okay, that sounds that sounds about right. 
That's mm. where everyone loses their virginity. Yeah, uh, behind a pub. Um, but he described her as a woman who loved horses, uh, which is a weird thing to say, and treated him like a young stallion. Was she fucking the horses? What are we saying here? Was she brushing him? Oh. Was she brushing him down and like... Feeding him a sugar lump. Yeah. <laughs> Getting one of those little like fork things to get the dirt out of his feet. Oh, yeah, maybe. Ooh. Well, like, how do you treat someone like a young stallion? I've looked after horses. I'm not proud to admit it because I'm actually very... I don't like horse women or girls. Yeah. <laughs> horse people. I don't like horse people. Yes. Because... They're, they're a certain type of person. You can't... You, you are not just like an animal lover. You're a horse lover. Yeah. And you're obsessed with it. You're not just liking them. Yeah. Or enjoying them. You're obsessed with horses. Yeah. So I'm a bit... I, I'm a bit like... I don't like horsey people um, for that reason. So I don't want to admit that I've taken care of horses, but we yeah. used to do it as a job. Like yeah. when I was younger, that was kind of like a one of the jobs. Like so you'd be like a hairdresser sweeper. Yeah. Or, or work in the livery yard. Yeah. Or you'd yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd take care of rich things. people's horses for them. Yeah. On on a Saturday. Yeah. So that's what we did. We used to do it in exchange for horse riding lessons. Yeah, well, yeah. My friend used to do it in exchange for like let like the owner let her use her horse. I got paid because I didn't want to use a horse. I've ridden horses. I have yeah. ridden horses before, but again, I'm not proud to admit it. It's just the people that are, are around. Yeah, like every every everything that I do, it's the people that it's put just me the off people. of it. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of things. Yeah. But- the people but it's the people like I enjoy doing lots of things but the people yeah lots um, people are different people aren't they it's an obsession and I don't like it <laughs> it's like the colour people that love the colour purple yeah not not the film you just won't allow any other colour and I just think you're limiting your life because you are so focused How on one colour good colour that's what gets me I like all the colours I've got my favourites yeah and certain times but I you feel... you don't get blue people, do you? You don't get people that are, like, obsessed with the colour blue. No, you it's don't... always purple. Yeah, you don't get it with any other colour. What is that? Do you think that's, like, a... People have their favourite colours, and that's fine. But then people that's favourite colour is purple, they're obsessed with it. Everything in their fucking house is purple. Everything they ever wear is purple. Yeah. Anything they ever pick or do or anything is purple. Yeah, I work with a purple person and all of their brushes are purple and their bag and their scissors and... It's an obsession. It is. Why? You're limiting yourself. It's, there, there's got to be some sort of, like, mental connection with that. There's got to be. There's got to be something. I'm... I haven't looked into it, but I can only assume that... Because it's always that sort, sort of person. But also with people who like frogs or pigs. Mm. They're not like horse people, frog or pig people. Well, no, because they're not riding around on an actual frog, frog. or pig, are they? <laughs> so they don't have them yeah. as actual pets. They just want... They like all the froggy paraphernalia, don't yeah. they? And pig, pig paraphernalia. Yeah. There's a few of those like paraphernalia things. Yeah. Because it happened. it happened to me. By accident once. Yeah. One time I asked for one thing, an owl. 
and that was literally yeah. me just pulling an animal out of my head. Yeah. So my friend wanted to make me a top. Yeah. And then she wanted to sew an animal on the top in denim. Yeah. It was like these like tops that she was making. And she was like, what animal? And I was like, oh, mm. and I was really just like, oh, I don't know, an owl. Like it really just came out of nowhere. And it was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my whole fucking life. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> well, from that day. Yeah. I have had lots of owl gifts <laughs> given to me. Yeah. It started off genuine. Yeah. Oh, I heard you like owls because I saw you wearing that owl top. So then people start giving me owls. And then when I told my close people like you and my sister about yeah. everyone is giving me fucking owls since I asked for this one thing that was an owl, <laughs> you and my sister then started buying me owl paraphernalia as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's too late. And now, yeah. Because every uh, time I see anything that is owl... I'll get it. And it's not even like, I don't even think, ha another owl for your collection. I just go, oh, an owl. An owl, better get that. Yeah, better get that. Can't leave that behind. Yeah, get Which that. Which is in charity shops, there is so much owl stuff. Oh, my God. You, we didn't know. No. I didn't notice owls until yeah. they were thrusted upon me. Do you think the people that have donated these owls uh, to charity shops... Um, were it was thrust upon them too. I don't know. I don't know. And they just have to sit with it until they die. Well, this and then is all what, their stuff gets donated. Yeah, this is what I was trying to work out. Are people actually obsessed with frogs and pigs, or are is it thrusted upon them? Yeah, like it is with me. Yeah, because I when don't people have anything like that, no one but no one goes. Oh, you really like. I don't know, fucking whatever it is. We do it to Luke now with angels. Well, yeah, we do do it to Luke with angels, yeah. Especially angel babies, especially cherubs. Yeah. If there's something that, then that's getting bought for yeah. him. Yeah, if there's a cherub to be had, you can bet your life. But yeah, no, you don't really have a... I don't have a thing, do I? I don't know if you have a thing that I would definitely get you if I saw it. No, but then I've said this before. I don't know whether I'm weird or everyone else is weird, but, like, I've never been obsessed with something. You know how, like, people used to be obsessed with Backstreet Boys or Take That? Yeah, no, I haven't either. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I agree with you. I've never had that level of, yeah, like, not a lifelong obsession. No. That's the thing that gets me with people like horses and, like, purple people and yeah. frogs and pig people because it's a lifelong obsession. Yeah. Like, I've been obsessed with things for, like, maybe, like, a month or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, you kind of, like, get a little bit, like, you delve into it and then all of a sudden you've got, like, a few bits. Yeah. But to... Yeah, I've never felt like that about anything. I think that, obviously, as we have discovered, I might have a problem with commitment. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I can't commit to anything, even if it's a boy band. Yeah. Or maybe just normal. Yes, well, I don't know whether we're normal <laughs> or whether <laughs> everyone else is normal. Well... Because I know lots of people who have had these, like, obsessions. Like... When I was in primary school, there was a girl 
um, who had to have a week off when Take That split up. She was oh devastated. Oh my God, Take That. But- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, they were probably on the same level as what I can imagine the Beatles were like. Yeah. Back in the day. People killed themselves. Yeah. People killed themselves because Take That broke up. Take that. Take that. Can you even name one Take That song? Um, Relight My Fire. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's it. Yeah. But, yeah. And I only know Gary Barlow and Robbie Williams. Yeah. I don't know who the other ones are. I've not got not not a clue. As you said that, I thought in my head, but then one person flashed up and I'm pretty sure he's in Westlife. Yeah. So And I don't know any of them either. No. Couldn't tell you. No. Couldn't tell you. But I have encountered quite a few people that have been obsessed with these. People, yeah, people like, were obsessed with Westlife Westlife as well, weren't they? Yeah. And I did like um I wasn't obsessed. To the, the the to the degree that obsession to the degree obsession of obsession, but I did like Spice Girls and I did have a fair amount of Spice Girl yeah memorabilia, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah, it was like it was at Christmas, like the, a tin of those lollies. Yeah, yeah. We, me and my sisters, we used to have like the panini sticker book yeah you know that sort of thing but it wasn't an obsession like once we got bored of that that was just done yeah it was just something that you like yeah a lot yeah but obsessed i don't know i don't know what's normal because i mean i wrote a little poem the other day i'm not going to read it because it's embarrassing but it was something along the lines get treated then nah no um no, it was <laughs> it was something along the lines of I'm quite sure that after this length of time I am not normal because to me everyone else seems not normal but that cannot be possibly true, can it? Yeah, well, no, it can't be. It can't be. It can't be everyone else and not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at look at the numbers here. We don't need Carol Vorderman to tell us that us two are right and everyone is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. So I've grown up thinking there's something wrong with everyone. Yeah. But logically, it must be me. However, I still feel normal, so I must be an alien. Yeah. Yes. I can relate to that a lot because I always always thought it's everyone else. Um. But then recently I have questioned myself and thought everyone else cannot be living like this. They cannot be. Otherwise, everyone else would be having a fucking mental health crisis as well. So they're even not telling everyone. Or, or I'm, the bro- I'm the problem. You're the problem. Yeah, I know. I know it's me. It's me, hi. I'm the problem. It's me. But 
then I've never thought that you are weird ever. Yes, but I've that's always because thought you are not- also the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought you are normal, and I think that's why we cling on to each other so much because we are literally two aliens living in a world of people, humans, <laughs> humans, yeah, aren't they? Human They're humans. Beings, yeah. I can't can't call them anything else other yeah. than humans because yeah. But then that would confirm what we believe, and it's we are both wrong <laughs> everyone else is right yeah we're the, the we're the ones that aren't normal yeah that's okay it's too bloody late anyway it's too late now well yeah i mean it's given us our sense of humor isn't it yeah it's given it's us our um, personality and our yeah but then as we were saying yeah only yesterday like thanks universe but we don't need any more character building exercises we our character is fully formed, so stop. Keep doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's getting a bit much now. It's getting, <laughs> <laughs> Five years. It's getting increasingly hard to live, laugh, love, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and to to put a positive spin on things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is why we have to end this podcast <laughs> because it's just not funny anymore. <laughs> Second yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for this week. We yeah. will be back hopefully next week with Carol Vorderman. Can't promise anything. <laughs> if not, it'll be Prince Harry. Yeah. There are two options. He's fucking chatting to everyone these days, so wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Well, I have asked him. He didn't reply. He's very busy though at the minute. Mm. He's narrating his own fucking book. It's, just, it's just an hour of your fucking life. Stop being so fucking selfish, <laughs> Prince yeah. Harry. Do something for your country. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. It's the least you can do. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I know we don't want to talk about the royals, but I was in the bakery the other day and mm. this straight white man was talking to the two women of a certain age behind the counter. And he was saying um, that Harry was fine, everything was fine. Um, until Meghan Markle come along. So he's like blaming oh Meghan Markle. God. Um, which I just let out a little <laughs> laugh. Um, and he went, but I'll tell you what, I'm just glad the Queen's not around to see any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, she died like five minutes ago, mate. <laughs> I'm just glad it. she's not. That's the sort of thing that my mum would say to me. I'm just glad oh, your nan's not here to see this, your behaviour. <laughs> But it's just some fucking random guy <laughs> who the bakers going, I'm just glad Elizabeth's not here to see this. <laughs> I'm glad his nan isn't here to... <laughs> yeah, Shut up. And, Shush. Uh, and these women are going, yeah, she's trouble, that one, I told you. Which reminds me of that Alistair Green sketch. <laughs> yeah, conniving little minx. <laughs> that one. I don't understand the hatred. Face of what? Like, Why? What what is it she's just, actually done? I love the notion that she is responsible for for another human being who has nothing to do with that other than she's married him. Yeah, he's privileged behind, ma- white man. Yeah, he's responsible for his own behaviour. He was already fucking yeah. older women in a horse shed before she came along. Yeah, rubbing his mum's lipstick on his cock as well. <laughs> yeah, no one's blaming them. <laughs> yeah, well, she wasn't around then when he was doing that, so... Oh. You I know. mean, she, she was existing, and that is yeah. that's the problem here, isn't it? And she may have just given him the confidence to fuck off the royal family because they seem like a bunch of cunts oh. supporting paedophiles and sex traffickers. Yeah. Like, fucking have a look. Yeah. And why? Why is Harry 
Why are we talking about Harry when Prince Andrew's walking around living his life? Because everyone's going, let's not talk about Andrew anymore. Let's let's under the push Harry out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and Elizabeth was around was around to see yeah. the demise of Prince Andrew. Yeah. But yet he's focusing on the fact yeah. that a mixed race woman has infiltrated, <laughs> done nothing yeah. actually. Yeah. Because tell yeah. me what she actually has done. Like the, nothing. Yeah. Like what she, what yeah. have we seen her do? Nothing. Yeah. From where, where I'm standing. Well, she, yeah, she's done nothing. It's just speculation and, like, oh, she's manipulating or whatever whatever it is she's supposed to be doing to Prince yeah. Harry and, like, stealing him away. Like, the audacity of having, like, mixed-race children in, in well, the yeah. royal family as well. Yeah. Like, that's all I can think of that she's done. Yeah. It's fucking outrageous. She looks like a fucking shell of a person. Whenever yeah. I've seen her on anything, she looks like freaking like she needs a lifelong break from yeah people. He <laughs> bloody does. You just you just made me laugh. Made me laugh. The absolute like delusionalness of it. Then being like, yeah, <sighs> he was all right until she stuck her oar in. <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway. Anyway. Let's wrap anyway. this up. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah. And see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.